Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here to talk about an older horror movie from back in the early 2000s, and that is 28 Days Later. So this movie takes place four weeks after a mysterious, incurable virus spreads throughout the UK and follows a handful of survivors as they try to find a sanctuary. So this is a movie that was pretty influential on uh, the state of like horror movies and kind of culture at large uh, around that time. This, in conjunction with Resident Evil, really started uh, the kick of, of zombie things, and it really made zombie content a lot more popular. Uh, and it was, you know, pretty instrumental in that. This is a movie that I had definitely heard of before. It's got a very distinct name and everything, and the poster is very memorable. And I knew that it was a zombie movie of good repute. You know, I knew that it was well liked, and I knew that like some some talented people were in it and stuff. But I didn't know really much about it or what the plot was, who directed it, or anything. So I, I saw that it was on HBO. And I decided I was going to give it a shot. You know, it's it's relatively short. And I thought, you know, this would make for a fun review, I think. And it's starting to feel a little bit more fall. I'm starting to transition into feeling more Halloween-y and wanting to watch more horror movies and stuff. So I thought, well, this is a perfect transitory movie. And I got to tell you, I thought it was pretty great. This is a movie that is shot on a consumer camera. Uh, I don't remember the exact model, but it's just a camera that you could buy at Best Buy, basically. It's a camera that was like available to the public. It's basically just a camcorder, and it was not a professional movie movie camera. You know, those can run you like $15,000. I mean, if you really get into that kind of stuff and you really get to like the absolute peak level of professional grade uh, filming equipment. I mean, that stuff, it can be really, really expensive. This is just a, a consumer grade camera that you could buy at a, a store. And I think that that quality really gives this film a distinct look and the way that it's shot, like the way they use the digital photography. And then at the end, when they switch to film, uh, that difference that that creates there, that juxtaposition is really well, well done. And just in general, from a technical level, I thought that this was a pretty well done movie. There's a lot of interesting sound design choices and uh, just the way that that graininess kind of gives it that extra layer of eeriness without them really having to do anything. I think that was really cool. And just having that kind of off kilter look really sets this apart. And I really appreciated that. I think that it, it adds uh, a whole nother layer to it. Uh, on top of that, I really enjoyed all the performances. Everyone in this is really great. And uh, I think that just the way that they're able to establish them in this world and how the the toll of this massive event has, you know, what, what it's done to them, how it's changed them. You know just enough about them and how they were before the virus overtook the UK. And you know just enough about how they are now and their beliefs. And you get to watch how they change as they go through this story and what things become more important to them and what values are things that they start to waver on and kind of see the other side of. And it's not like anything super impre like impressive or groundbreaking. It's not anything that's going to like blow your mind in terms of character development. But it's it's that kind of ethos of of storytelling where you give just enough about your characters and you um, make sure that they're relatable and that they undergo something, but that they're not like 
the main focus of the story. It's still the spectacle and like this crazy event. That's the the big focus of the story. And you're just kind of experiencing it through them. I think they do a really great job striking that balance in particular, that very opening scene. Um, not, not the, the stuff with the monkey and stuff, that whole prologue after you get to 28 days later, uh, title card, which I liked really, I thought that was really cool that that was not only in title card, like, but also it's actually how much time has passed. That's kind of a cool, like, um, way they use that when you get to Killian Murphy's character, Jim walking out of the hospital and around the streets of London and everything. It's so damn impressive. The scope of that scene is insane. And like the isolation that it, it's able to create within the frame and everything and the dread that it's able to instill in you. And, uh, the sound just completely drops out and it's totally silent. It was so, so good. I thought that was one of the best scenes in the entire film. And uh, that guy, by the way, freaking Jim, that dude and his hellos, that was kind of a, a running thing for me throughout the movie that I was like, what is it with this asshole? And just saying hello in situations where you really shouldn't attract attention to yourself. Every time this guy walks into a new place, hello and then a zombie pops out inevitably and he has to deal with that and it's like you idiot like what point do you just stop announcing your presence every time um that was just something i thought was pretty funny but uh yeah that's you know that it is what it is Uh, i liked a lot of this in terms of suspense and stuff though as well you know, that kind of stuff, you can kind of see it coming. But there are there is stuff where they create suspense and tension and they do it in a much more creative way. For instance, I really like the tunnel scene where you kind of get the the fun aspect of it you, when they're driving and they're they're going up like the hills of, of trash and stuff. And they're like weaving in between debris and and it's kind of fun for them. And you get that moment of levity and then the tire pops and it's like, oh, shit. And then she's down there fixing it. And then the rats start coming. It's like, oh, shit. And then the infected they realize that the rats are running from the infected and you're like oh shit like just the way it keeps ratcheting up that tension and adding like layers and layers of problems that the characters have to face i thought that was really well done and there's a lot of instances of stuff like that in the movie in particular the entire third act which i thought was a cool twist um on how you expected that to end you know the soldiers end up being the ones that are the real monsters and everything just a nice commentary in there and uh i liked when you finally get to see more of the infected and sort of the line between good and evil blurs it used to be pretty cut and dry throughout the rest of the movie but towards the end it starts to become a little bit more gray and in general when it comes to the affected i liked how they were able to uh kind of subvert traditional zombie movie cliches by having them be fast um, that creates a different level of dread and like terror because they're not slow like traditional zombies the fact that it's even one drop of blood can get you infected uh the fact that they're going to die out from starvation and it's like which one is going to die first you know us or them and that whole kind of thing there's a lot of stuff that they do here that you don't see in a lot of zombie movies and shows and i think that they got really creative with that and i really appreciated that they are essentially zombies but the tweaks that they make here and there just make for a more interesting story and uh, the one last thing I wanted to say is about the music. I wasn't super crazy about a lot of it, but there is a f- like a 15-minute stretch of it in the end of the movie where it was a really distinct music cue, and I was like, I know this from somewhere. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, and I'm like, 
Kickass. It's from Kickass. And I just, I clicked with me and I knew for a fact it was with Kickass without a shadow of doubt. And I'm listening to a podcast about this movie and they talk about the score. And he says, like, this composer has just jacked this whole piece of music for other movies. And he goes, it's in Kickass. And I was like, I'm a goddamn genius and I know everything about movies. That's not really relevant. That's just. You know, I just wanted you guys to know that. <laughs> so overall, I would recommend this. I think it is uh, a pretty solid horror movie and uh, an even better zombie movie. You know, when you compare it to a lot of the other stuff that's come out around that time and still today, I think it's not for the squeamish. So if you are sensitive to blood or um, like more dark, mean movies that just are very dour and, and kind of dreadful a lot of the times, I wouldn't recommend this to you. But if you like horror movies, if you're down for a pretty cool concept which with some really great performances and great um, cinematography and technical aspects, I think this is a great movie for that. So I would recommend that to you if you haven't seen it already. Go ahead and go watch it. It's pretty cool. All right, before I get out of here, I want to say that I am grateful for uh, the ability to do a lot of my production of certain graphic design jobs at school. Now, this requires a lot of explanation, um, and I don't really want to take the time to kind of explain it all, but because the way my class uh, is set up at school, I have access to a lot of materials and um, resources that I wouldn't normally, and it allows me to do a lot of more creative projects and like accept jobs that are graphic design related that also require me to um, produce what I'm designing. And I just, I have the capability to do that. And I'm very fortunate to have that because it would be easy were I not in this position. So I, you know, I was doing a lot of that today and, and I was just kind of thinking like, man, I'm really grateful that I'm in this position that I can make money off of this kind of stuff. And that this stuff is available to me for free. And that, um, you know, when I offer to pay for it, I'm denied. And it's just like, no, don't worry about it. You know, this is part of what we're including here. It's pretty awesome. And I never want to take it for granted. And so I just wanted to put it out there that I'm very grateful to be in that situation. And um, I really enjoy doing it. So that was that was one that grateful that struck me today. All right, you know, the drill, rate, view, subscribe, your podcast, five stars, super helpful. After that, you can go ahead and um, tell a friend about the show if you think they would enjoy it. Uh, one word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the word about the podcast. So thank you if you don't know that. And thank you in advance if you're going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. And yeah, until next time, with endless love, we left you sleeping. Now we're sleeping with you. Don't wake up. Peace. <laughs>